This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. Let's join Craig Earlham in London. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. Let's start with the latest results from Microsoft that have showed some strength in the face of a weak economy, buttressed by a cloud business that has hit Wall Street targets. But apparently they may miss expectations in the current quarter. And the reaction from markets as far as Microsoft shares were concerned changed over a few hours, didn't they? Yes, on the one hand, we saw them beat on earnings, which is obviously welcome, especially in this earnings season, which while we're still in the early days of it, it's been pretty disappointing so far. It's hard to get away from that, especially on the forecast view. And then that's where it really comes back down to earth, really, for Microsoft in that their forecasts were not ideal, particularly on the cloud business growth. I mean, this has been such a massive part of the growth part of Microsoft's business to see those projections um, show a kind of deceleration was really disappointing. And it feels like we're getting to the point now where it's not going to take that much for investors to become disappointed, especially again, when you talk about the fact that we're talking about 10,000 jobs being laid off at the company, when you're seeing then the deceleration in in such an important growth part of the business, then it does suggest that things are going to be very challenging uh, over the course of this year. And that seems to be the message coming from a number of different companies. And Microsoft is really the first big tech name to report these forecasts. So it does kind of give you an indication that maybe the tech earnings are not going to be that much better than the bank earnings, at which point you get into the stage where you're saying, well, where is the big part of the growth projection going to come uh, from many of these stocks over the course of this year? It's a bit of a, a disappointing sign, but there's many more earnings to come which could turn that around. But this just hasn't been an ideal start, has it? And we've already seen a lot of tech companies in particular announcing massive uh, layoffs in the tens of thousands. So that does not bode well for the weeks ahead. Meanwhile, overnight, Craig, we've had some worse than expected inflation figures from Australia. Yeah, we have. They've come up much higher than expected. So that's that's a real setback when you think that Australia was one of the central banks where we've started to see a slowdown in the pace of tightening before others. And we're kind of seemingly near their peak interest rate, their terminal rate. And then this inflation data overnight, quarter on quarter, 1.9%, which was higher than the previous 1.8% and much higher than the 1.6% expected on an annual basis year on year. has gone from 7.3% to 8.4%, which is much higher than 7.6%. So this was some really disappointing uh, economic data here. And you can see that reflected in the Australian dollar, which is up almost 1% against the US dollar. You can see that reflected in Australian uh, yields as well, which have spiked uh, across the spectrum uh, overnight as well. So clearly, inflation is proving a little bit more stubborn. And the concerning thing about that, and I don't mean to continue to use the word concerning because I don't want everything to sound like it's going to be concerning, although I do feel like it's going to be a bit of a choppy year back and forth in terms of sentiment on that front. But if Australia is seeing more stubborn inflation as it nears the end of its tightening cycle, or seemingly nears the end of its tightening cycle, then that is going to at least pose the question of are the central banks going to do the same as well? Because at this moment in time, we've got a very optimistic view priced into the markets, both in terms of US interest rates and European interest rates, because of changes that we've seen at the start of this year. We've seen yields pull back lower. Uh, we've seen expectations improve, despite central bankers pushing back against those. And this economic data setback from Australia 
while not necessarily important in terms of the Fed picture at this point in time, if this does become more of a trend, then that is going to be something that's going to really knock sentiment in the markets because markets have had a great start to the year on the basis of inflation expectations and interest rate expectations improving quite significantly. Okay, let's switch to this side of the world, Craig, and Britain's prospects for growth have declined. This is uh, a warning from the government's spending watchdog, the Office for Budget Responsibility, which has told the Chancellor of the Exchequer that it overestimated the prospects for growth in the economy last year and it intends to revise its forecast down. And this, I think, is going to be a big blow for Jeremy Hunt because it's going to wipe out all that headroom he thought he had in the autumn with £9.2 billion pounds and it's going to limit his scope for maneuver as he draws up plans for the budget this is a blow isn't it it is a blow i mean we were saying talking about all the doom and gloom in, in what we're talking about in today's podcast and then we move on to the uk and you know which inevitable turn it's going to take and yeah it, it is a blow it's not necessarily the most unexpected blow, I would say, because I feel like there's going to be a number of setbacks here for the UK economy. We have our own challenges, and the more optimistic view on the budget was always going to be the riskier one. Plus, these forecasts are subject to change. I mean, we do get new forecasts every autumn, every spring, and it does always feel like they are subject to significant change. So we shouldn't get too down in the dumps about this, but it does suggest that the kind of fiscal consolidation which we're going to see primarily after the election, uh, more so than over the course of the next couple of years, could be more severe uh, and could have to be re revised uh, in terms of spending plans on the basis of this latest data. The more optimistic view, and what a great way to end the podcast, on a slightly more optimistic view, but then the UK did potentially avoid a recession in uh, 2022. Uh, the World Cup in November means that we saw stronger growth in that month and we saw some growth as well in the previous month and therefore we could have avoided a recession late last year. That doesn't necessarily mean that we will avoid one this year. In fact, we probably won't. I feel like we've probably seen shifting spending patterns as opposed to improved spending patterns. But should the UK economy prove to be more resilient than I currently anticipate and others currently anticipate as it was in the final quarter of last year, then things could start to look a little bit better but again as is the case with a lot of things we're talking about with 2023 last year was filled with surprises and this year could be too so you end up using a lot of ifs buts and maybes because trying to actually fully anticipate the future has become an extremely difficult task which is something like i feel like i've been saying for the last few years now okay craig thanks very much for joining us we'll switch you again soon cheers thanks a lot market insights the market pulse podcast by Oanda.